Radio Radio. It's one o'clock, I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines, Civic Party lawmaker Dennis Kwok says overnight PLA troop movements in Hong Kong that the central government says are routine are a form of posturing. The Civil Human Rights Front says police have banned its planned rally and march on Saturday. And Beijing invites a number of Hong Kong residents to take part in the 70th anniversary National Day celebrations on October the 1st. Civic Party lawmaker Dennis Kwok says PLA troop movements in Hong Kong are deliberate posturing to warn people. Eyewitness accounts and videos on social media show People's Liberation Army trucks and troops on the move overnight. At 4am, Xinhua News Agency called it routine, saying the Hong Kong garrison had begun its 22nd troop rotation since 1997. But it comes amid almost three months of anti-government protests. Mr Kwok says the use of PLA troops here will be the end of Hong Kong. I don't believe that, given the sensitive timing that we have right now, that this is anything but routine. I believe this is a deliberate posture on the part of the PLA to tell or to warn the Hong Kong people that they may be deployed. And as I said time and again, the use of troops in Hong Kong will be the end of Hong Kong. And I would warn against any such move on the part of the central people's government. Civil Human Rights Front says the police have banned its planned pro-democracy rally and a march on Saturday. The group's convener, Jimmy Sham, said the force had cited previous protests that ended in clashes. Officers also said there were illegal assemblies after the rally on the 18th of August in Causeway Bay, which attracted an estimated 1.7 million people. Jackie Hung, a member of the front, said they plan to appeal. The Civil Human Rights Front tried all our best to protect the demonstration and uh, protesters in the past few months, even in the past uh, 10 or 15 years. We are trying all our best to uphold a peaceful demonstration, but the police have put all, our, all the excuse and force in on uh, Civil Human Rights Front, which is very unfair to us. The march from Chaser Garden to the central government's liaison office in Western was scheduled to mark the fifth year of Beijing's announcement of a conservative political reform framework that said there must be screening for any chief executive election. The framework was eventually voted down in LegCo. A group of tourism workers has gathered in front of the central government offices at Tamar calling for the government to invoke the emergency regulations ordinance to stop the ongoing protests. They blame the protests for the downturn in tourism, saying there's a reduction in the number of inbound tours and in the income of workers. The group, Hong Kong Tourism Industry Employees General Union, handed in a petition to demand financial support from the Financial Secretary Paul Chan. Beijing has announced that some Hong Kong residents will be invited to take part in the 70th anniversary National Day celebrations on October the 1st. At a news conference, Zhu Feijin, Beijing's director of the publicity department, said people from all walks of life had been invited to join a parade at Tiananmen Square and Chang'an Avenue. They include Hong Kong and Macau residents, students, delivery men and so-called dancing aunties. He said they represent different stories and reflect China's development. Earlier, state-run tabloid Global Times said around 10 police officers would join festivities, including Sergeant Commissar Lau, who pointed a shotgun at protesters outside Kuaichung Police Station on July the 30th. Members of the pro-establishment DAB party said they have met with the education chief, Kevin Young, who says the majority of schools do not support an anti-extradition class boycott. Still, the party says the Bureau should carry out extra support measures. 
These include a hotline for students and parents to report bullying or if the boycott affects students who don't want to take part in it. When asked whether they agree with the People's Daily that teachers who encourage class boycotts are treating students as political bargaining chips, lawmaker Horace Chern, the party's vice chairman, said some teachers are biased and have forgotten their professional ethics. Certainly, every teaching staff in Hong Kong must comply with the professional standard. Actually, they have the confidence of all the parents in Hong Kong all day long, and we don't want to see that such confidence would be ruined by individual teaching staff in Hong Kong. So we would urge every teaching staff in Hong Kong to strictly follow the professional standard and let our kids to have a peaceful environment in the school. Two members of the Action Committee for Defending the Daiyu Islands will be sentenced on the 10th of next month in Japan for starting a fire at Tokyo's Yasukuni Shrine last December. One member, Alex Kwok, was seen setting fire to a symbolic tablet outside the shrine, while another member, Yim Manghua, recorded it on video. The activists then displayed a banner with the message, Lest We Forget the Nanking Massacre, and chanted the slogan, Down with Japanese Militarism. The committee has criticised the court decision as unfair. It says its members only wanted to pursue justice for crimes committed in the massacre. The observatory has cancelled all signals and warnings after tropical storm Puddle moved further away from Hong Kong. Lam Ching Chi is a senior scientific officer. Under the influence of the altering bands of Puddle, there will be a few squat showers and thunderstorms in Hong Kong today. As for the detailed weather forecast for this afternoon and tonight, mainly cloudy with a few squally showers and thunderstorms. There will also be some sunny intervals, moderate to fresh easterly winds, occasionally strong offshore at first. There will be swells. Members of the public should stay away from shorelines. The mainland artist responsible for painting the enormous portrait of Mao Zedong that gazes down in Tiananmen Square at the height of his personality cult has died in Beijing. Wang Guodong was 88. He was chosen in 1964 in his early 30s to be the official painter of the huge oil portrait of the revolutionary leader. The 16-year-old Swedish environmental activist Greta Thunberg has told an audience in New York that President Trump refuses to listen to climate science. She also said the Amazon fires were a clear sign that we needed to stop destroying nature. Ms. Thunberg sailed to New York to avoid the carbon emissions of flying. She's taking part in a UN summit on climate. She spoke to reporters once on dry land. All of this is very overwhelming and uh, the ground is still shaking for me. Uh, so, but I want to thank everyone so much, everyone who who is here, and uh, everyone who who is involved in this climate fight because this is a fight across borders, across continents. Former President of Brazil Luiz Ignacio Lula da Silva has told the BBC that the current leader Jair Bolsonaro is damaging Brazil's standing in the world in an exclusive interview from prison where he's serving a 12-year jail sentence for corruption. Bolsonaro doesn't have the slightest idea of international geopolitics. Brazil, because of its size and its people, has to be proactive internationally. Brazil has to be invited to participate in the major decisions taken in this planet. 
Bolsonaro is not taken seriously. Anyone who talks with him knows very well that he can't be taken seriously. There's been vehement condemnation of the British government's decision to suspend Parliament for nearly five weeks in the run-up to the country's withdrawal from the European Union. Breaking with convention, the Speaker of the House of Commons called it a constitutional outrage. The opposition leader Jeremy Corbyn described it as a smash and grab on British democracy. Former Finance Minister Philip Hammond, leading opponent of a no-deal Brexit, also criticised the move. It's profoundly undemocratic. At a time of national crisis, Parliament must be able to meet, to hold the government to account, to represent our constituents, the electorate, up and down the country. And it is profoundly undemocratic to shut Parliament down, to stop it doing its job at a time of national crisis like this. Hundreds of protesters gathered outside Parliament in London chanting, Stop the coup! France's former Europe minister, Nathalie Loiseau, who's now a member of the European Parliament with President Macron's En Marche party, criticised the decision. For me, it's a strange signal towards members of the Parliament. Being uh, an MEP myself, to silence the Parliament at the moment is something that obviously I cannot support. What is he afraid of from Westminster? I had understood that Brexit was about giving back control to the Parliament for the destiny of the United Kingdom. And I have to say that it starts poorly. Apple has apologised to users of its virtual assistant Siri after it was revealed to have let third-party workers listen to recordings without the user's knowledge. This is BBC's Dave Lee. Apple is not alone in admitting recently to using human contractors to review audio recordings. Amazon, Google and Facebook have all used the same method, known as grading, to improve the accuracy and quality of voice-enabled software. But in response to heavy criticism, Apple has now said that it would only use its own employees to do this kind of work and only users who had opted in to helping grading would have their audio accessed. The data would then be deleted. Researchers have discovered a 3.8 million old skull in Ethiopia, the first nearly complete specimen of a species called Australopithecus anamensis. An analysis of the skull challenges ideas about how the first humans evolved. It's thought Anamensis coexisted for more than 100,000 years with a hominin, which is described as the first to have worked on, walked on Earth, the best-known specimen of which is called Lucy. Dr Johannes Haile Selassie is one of the researchers. The key point here is that our forensics overlapped in time with Australopithecus Anamensis. That changed the whole mode of evolution of Australopithecus anamensis and Australopithecus afrensis. So now what we know is anamensis was probably the ancestor of Australopithecus afrensis, but their relationship was not linear. Finance and a short while ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 25,546. That's 69 points down on the previous close. Turnover was about $40.3 billion. Euro is trading at one US dollar and ten cents. The yen is trading at 105.9 to the US dollar, and the pound is worth 9.57 Hong Kong dollars. Sport now, and here's Joanne Wong.
Tennis first and top-ranked defending champion Novak Djokovic is through to the third round of the U.S. Open despite shoulder pain. The Serbian star was treated for a sore left shoulder throughout his 6-4-7-6-6-1 victory over Argentina's 56th-ranked Juan Inacio Londero. And Roger Federer shook off another slow start to defeat Bosnian world number 99 Demir Jumer 3-6-6-2-6-3-6-4. You know, I've been in that position many times where you go through a little phase where <clears throat> you don't start so well. And everybody asks you right away, what do you got to do? And you're like, I don't know. And you just just go back to the drawing board, just do the same things again. And, uh, and you hope for a better outcome. You know, it's just a bit frustrating more than anything, especially when the level is that low and there's that many errors um, and, the, and the energy is not kind of there. But yeah, I can only do better, which is a great thing moving forward. It was a rain-affected day of Flushing Meadows as the BBC's Gigi Salmon reports from there. Well, unfortunately, there wasn't a competitive ball struck on the outside courts today here at Flushing Meadows in New York due to rain showers. A frustrating day when they started and stopped and there was threats of a thunderstorm with lightning involved. It led to the cancellation of all the matches on the outside courts just before 6pm local time. Thankfully, there are two covered courts. Russian fifth seed Daniel Medvedev and three-time Grand Slam champion Stan Wawrinka were among the matches postponed. In the women's draw, Serena Williams withstood a brave display from 17-year-old American wildcard Katie McNally. The six-time U.S. Open champion recovered from dropping the opening set to prevail 5-7-6-3-6-1. Reigning French Open champion Ashley Barty and 2016 U.S. Open runner-up Carolina Pliskova also progressed to round three. To football in Guangzhou Evergrande were held to a goalless draw by Kashima Antlers in the first leg of the quarterfinals of the Asian Champions League. The BBC's Colm Harrison reported this meeting of two-time former champions Guangzhou Evergrande and reigning champions Kashima Antlers was on paper the pick of the four quarterfinals. Few expected the first leg to be goalless. It shouldn't have been, though. Guangzhou Evergrande was so dominant throughout, they could have made the second leg a formality, but their finishing left a lot to be desired. Captain Zheng Ji and Addison Taliska both failed to really trouble Kwon Sung Tai in the Kashima goal. And Elkerson knows that he should have done much better when this chance fell to him midway through the second period. Despite being penned into their own half for much of the game, Kashima Antlers might have won it near the end. Ryohei Shirasaki was only the width of the crossbar away from giving the holders a slender first leg lead. So the tie now moves to Japan for the second leg in three weeks' time, with Kashima slight favourites to progress and to remain on course to become the first back-to-back -back winners of the title in 17 years. The U.S. racing driver Jessie Combs has been killed in an attempt to break the women's land speed record. She was 39. Her family says she died in a high-speed crash on a dry lake bed in the state of Oregon on Tuesday while trying to exceed the 824-kilometer-per-hour record set in 1976. And that's your look at sport. And to end the news, our top story once again. Civic Party lawmaker Dennis Kwok says overnight PLA troop movements in Hong Kong that the central government says our routine are a form of posturing. And that's the news from RTHK. I'm